you are about to listen to the intro music, followed by the podcast. Unless something terrible happens, like your phone dies, or your headphones cut out, or the entire world ends in the next three seconds. Well, it looks like we got lucky, this time at least. Welcome to the Doctor and the Dumbass Podcast. Fuck you immediately. (laughs) Hello and welcome to the Doctor and the Dumbass Podcast. My name is Regan Cross. No, you're Declan. I'm Regan. Focus. Oh, okay. I'm Declan Cross. And I'm Regan Cross. And this week on the Doctor and the Dumbass... Uh, we're going to talk about renewable energy. You already knew that because we talked about it last or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. More yeah. energy this time. Clean. Good. Oh, we're not allowed to swear this episode. No. <laughs> we're working clean this week, guys. Yeah. No last dirty week jokes. was dirty energy. This week, clean energy. Yeah. We have yeah. a very clean energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like episode. when you're a kid. Um, and your mom wouldn't let you listen to, like, the Dirty Eminem album, so you had to get, like, the clean version, and it mm. sucked. Yeah, because it was just silence. In our house, we weren't allowed to use coal, because we weren't allowed to use dirty energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's only clean energy for in the wow. in the cross household. Mm, yeah. It took me a second to think of what our last name was. Okay, you're doing well. Thank you. Um, I've, I'm a little off today. Can I tell mm. you why? Why? I walked into the bathroom today at work. And there was, there's only one urinal at, at work. Oh. Um, and there was an old, older man at it. And I kind of walked up and saw there was a guy there. And then I shit you not, as soon as I look at him and am about to turn and leave the bathroom, he just lets out a loud fart that <laughs> sounded like an artillery shot in the war. And then immediately the bathroom filled with a stink that I cannot describe. <laughs> Yikes. It was like a dog pissing on a fire hydrant to mark his territory. <laughs> he was like, I'm at this urinal. Don't get too close, Sonny. Wow. He just immediately horrifying. artillery shot fired a fart at me. Wow. Yeah. That's disgusting. I've never seen a fart fill a room as quick mm. as it did. Gross. Okay, I have another question. So you walk into okay. the bathroom. There's one urinal. There's a guy at it. Presumably, mm. though, there are so- there are stalls or a stall. Yes, that's correct. There are stalls. Okay. So you walk in, there's a guy at the urinal, you're just going to leave. Like, you wouldn't just go pee in the stall? No, I find it weird peeing in the stall because um, it's very loud. (laughs) (laughs) Like a regular toilet? No, the the urinal is quite quiet to piss into. It's kind of just a a sloped piece of porcelain, whereas the toilet, you're just hitting water. It's very loud. I find it unsettling. But when you pee at home, does it unsettle you? No, because they're not an elderly man in my bathroom, usually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I it's never everyone can hear your pee. It weirds me out. Yeah, because especially like if you have like a break, then you're like, oh, people are going to think I've got prostate problems, and that's embarrassing. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. That's upsetting. Yeah. That's the worst part about my toxic masculinity. It's bad to have prostate problems. <laughs> that's the worst part? That's the big issue, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Can we talk okay. about renewable energy now? Sure. 
I would just like to share um, with everyone first, though, that Declan told me two far grosser bathroom <laughs> stories before I started recording. So just consider yourselves lucky that that was the one he selected to save for the episode because... We call ourselves an educational comedy podcast, and I don't usually handle the education, but if I may educate you, if you've had eggs in your fridge for a month, maybe don't eat the rest of them. Maybe mm-hmm. throw them out. Or that was the theme soon. of one of the previous stories. Yeah, you should. <sighs> okay, this is the end of the introduction. Remember when we used okay. to do that? We used to end the introduction and start the episode. Yeah. This is yeah. the end of the introduction. We're starting the episode. It's about renewable energy. It's about green energy. It's about clean energy. So I think a lot of people know about, um, like, solar energy is clean. Wind energy is clean. Um, There's the third one. What's it called? Dam energy. That's what it's called. Dam energy. Dam energy. (laughs) I think that's what we should call it. Yeah. Hydroelectric (laughs) power. Yeah. uh, Which comes from dams generally. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. but I, I, we don't know all this much about them. I see, you know, big wind turbines. I'm told they kill birds. Turbines. I see s- turbines. Uh, mm. I see the big solar panels. I'm told they collect the sun. Yep. I've seen dams. I've heard the beavers yep. built them. I don't believe it. Have you uh-huh. seen the Hoover Dam? It's massive. It's made mm. of cement. When did beavers get the tools? Right. <laughs> that, that If beavers built that, there's no way it's up to code. They did not mm-hmm. get cleared for mm-hmm. that. Right, yeah. So tell me about so, renewable energy. Most of that wasn't true. <laughs> <laughs> None of it was. Um, but I liked your synopsis. Um, so renewable energy is energy that comes from natural sources or processes that are constantly rep- replenished. Um, so basically it should be like mostly carbon neutral kind of sources. Um, but, the, but the true definition is just that like the source of the energy is constantly replenished. So you're talking about the sun, like the sun is there's lots of sun to go around the sun is there it's not gonna we're not gonna use up all the sun same with Mm -hmm. wind you don't use up the wind it just keeps blowing um same with uh water you can't like really use up all of the water um because it just gets put back into the um water cycle precipitation condensation evaporation you know the cycle Mm -hmm. um and so that's what defines renewable energy nice can I ask what carbon neutral means? Does it just mean they're producing the same amount of carbon as they're using? Using? I don't know what carbon neutral really means. I just know it's a term that's thrown around a lot. Yeah. So basically, like the, one of the main issues with fossil fuels is that they're like producing a lot of greenhouse gases, a lot of carbon dioxide, and releasing it into the atmosphere. Um, so that mm-hmm. is like a, a carbon source. So it's like producing carbon dioxide. Um, there's also things that are like carbon sinks. So those are um, like things basically that um, sequester carbon. So they like absorb carbon into them. And then so they're like reducing the amount of carbon dioxide that's in the atmosphere. Um, so like trees like use carbon dioxide in their right. photosynthesis process, as we've talked mm-hmm. about. Um, so they're like sequ- so they're like taking in carbon. Um, carbon can be sequestered into the soil. It can be sequestered into like oceans, like oceans um, absorb carbon dioxide. Um, so mm-hmm. like all of those different types of ways, those things are either like producing a lot of carbon, so like fossil fuel burning, or they're taking in a lot of carbon, like the oceans and things like that. And then things that are carbon neutral means that they're not like outputting or inputting any more carbon like it's just balanced oh okay they're not crazy high outputs but they're not crazy high inputs they're kind of just in the middle 
it's like balanced homeostasis yeah basically they're like not putting more carbon into the atmosphere okay so like if everything yeah if everything like if all of our energy and all of everything we did became carbon neutral um then like our greenhouse gas uh levels would like stop increasing so you know how like all often like the intergovernmental panel on climate change is like setting goals or like the paris agreement is like setting goals of like we only want the temperature to increase by one degree by 2035 or whatever um that's Mm -hmm. because like they know that everything's not going to become carbon neutral tomorrow like we're definitely still going to put more carbon into the atmosphere so there's no point like pretending that like we're going to cap it off now but like Mm -hmm. we want to like transition into enough like renewable energy and etc that um we're able to to plateau in the near future right unfortunately we do have to burn some carbon to become carbon neutral to put to put these processes in place what do you mean like building wind turbines probably isn't a oh, carbon yeah, yeah, neutral yeah. activity yeah yeah that's that is yeah. definitely the issue but like Neither the amount of carbon blowing up all the coal mines and putting all the oil yeah. back in the earth those aren't going to be carbon Oh, we neutral. can't put it back now. <laughs> um. <laughs> you had no problem with me blowing up the coal mines. <laughs> yeah, no, we can't do any of that. Um, but, like, the amount of carbon used to, like, build wind turbines is not anywhere near the amount um, from fossil fuels. So yeah, true. it's all good in the end. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so there are a variety of different renewable energy sources. Um, some of them are better than others at... Um, like at the like the amount of carbon that they're putting into the atmosphere like they still do put a little bit in um a lot of them um but all of them are like vastly lower than coal natural gas oil so gotcha yeah um i'll start with solar nice we all know where that one comes from comes from the sun exactly so they're harnessing the energy of solar irradiance, and, and they can convert it into thermal or electric energy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we're all familiar, like, you can either, like, have solar panels, like, on your house, so it's, like, near the point of use, kind of, or they can also create, like, solar farms, um, which is basically, like, a power plant. Um, mm-hmm. And all of these different sources of energies can be put, like, into, like, the electricity grid of an area so like a certain proportion of the electricity that's powering your home might be from solar farms or from people who've installed solar panels and then are like selling that energy back to the grid um so you've probably heard of this it's like kind of an incentive for getting solar panels is that like you'll probably produce like too much energy and then you to like just power your home and then you can sell Mm -hmm. it back to the grid like at a pretty good profit um like Ontario power will like buy it for like a pretty good price. So yeah. So apparently the sun, um, if we captured like one, one hundredth of the sun's energy energy, so like barely Mm -hmm. any of the sun's energy in a year, um, then we could Mm -hmm. power six times the global economy. Um, so like there's like plenty, plenty of sun energy to like power, like everything. Oh, wow. I like how you Mm -hmm. said one, one hundredth of the sun's energy. And then you Mm -hmm. went, no, that's too complicated for him. I'll say just barely any of the sun's energy instead. <laughs> I like how you correct. You're like, ah, fractions, not a strong suit. I'm <laughs> another thing with solar is that it's become like a lot cheaper and more efficient over time, which is another one of like kind of these things about sort of when they're trying to 
um, form new energy sources, like obviously they've got to work out the kinks and like once more people buy into it, it becomes cheaper. Um, they can figure mm-hmm. out how to make it more efficient. So all of these things are like still works in progress. Same with like um, electric vehicles and things like that. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's gotten a lot cheaper, um, especially in the recent years, um, which is great. Yeah, pretty standard capitalism. The more you buy early on, the more money they have to do research and improve. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's some standard, standard business yeah. business facts. Yeah, yeah. Except in this case, capitalism is helping in that the more solar panels you buy, the more research into soil soil. Huh? <laughs> the more solar panels you buy, the yeah. more research into solar panels these people can do, hmm. and so that is good. Right. But this is the first time capitalism has ever been a plus. Oh right, yeah. Mm. I, I liked originally when you said, the more solar panels you buy, the more research into soil they can do. <laughs> That's not true. It's not related. I've discovered I have trouble with the word solar. I really mm. had to think about the word solar in order yeah. to say it correctly. It's um, tricky. If they did some research into soil and found out it could help, that'd also be great, though. Yeah, soil is great. There's lots mm. of people that research soil. Dirt scientists. Exactly. They don't like it when I call them that, but I only call no, them that. Nobody likes that. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's solar. Um, covered. Nailed it. Covered. Beautiful. Nailed. Um, I mean, nailed it. <laughs> we shouldn't cover the sun, actually. How will we harness this energy? Yeah, it'd be so dark if we put a yeah. blanket on the sun. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, up next is wind energy. Um, so... Heard of it. Love it. Yep. It's basically capturing kinetic energy from wind to generate electricity. So we've all seen like um, wind farms, basically, where they put up a bunch of wind turbines um, in nice little rows somewhere, super windy, um, and then they catch all the wind. Um, there's also offshore the wind, <laughs> which is when they put the turbines like out in bodies of water, which is pretty cool. Oh, I thought offshore wind was maybe like a big... Uh, political issue in the states mm. where this wind from offshores is coming in and taking local winds jobs yeah <laughs> it's very upsetting <laughs> yeah all wind comes from offshore at some point i think that's true my that's understanding of beautiful. wind is that it's just whipping around the earth at all times yeah we're, we're just going around and around the were. yeah i'm not good it's with meteorology mm-hmm. yeah if you fart, a man in China smells it. That's how wind works. No, I don't think yeah. so. Um, so wind turbines start generating power when the wind is uh, about six miles per hour. So that's pretty That's pretty light. That's just a very light breeze. Um, and mm-hmm. they shut down if the wind is too strong. So if it's over like 55 miles an hour, then they shut down because otherwise they might get damaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's a similar fun fact to the solar one. If we captured 20% of the wind that's blowing... Um, then we could power eight times the global economy. So also oh, wow. so plenty of solar. wind. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, if we capture twenty percent of the wind, you know, does wind survive longer in captivity? I don't know. Usually, mm-hmm. it survives longer in the wild. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, no, you but you convert the wind into energy, and then you can store the the energy. The energy that's true. yeah you don't yeah. store the wind in a chamber but then we're down 20 percent of our wind you know maybe that means right. less hurricanes though if no, we capture 20 no. 
It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, My understanding ruin the wind. is that the wind just disappears <laughs> after it hits the turbine. No. <laughs> the turbine captures just it. Just gets sucked like into a, a black box. Yeah, no. Like a Pokeball. Um, right. I also mm-hmm. should um, correct. You said that's more than solar because I said eight times the global economy. That's true, but my percentage was much greater. Twenty percent of of the wind versus one one hundredth of the sun's energy. So there's a oh, lot okay. more of the sun's energy available, but. Both of them yeah. could easily power all of us. Perhaps a combination of the two would be the best. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, especially one thing that's like nice about renewable energies is that you can put them in, in all of the all of the, the countries, you know? So everyone mm-hmm. can sort of generate their own energy because like a lot of countries don't get a lot of sun, like the UK for example. Um, but most yeah. places get wind, so they could all they could most countries could harvest um, mm-hmm. wind energy. Yeah, wind from offshores. Um, may I tell you a quick story about the power of wind? Okay. Is it about fire? There's, it's not at all. There's a story no. of an elderly man who um, wanted a, to go on a trip. And so sure. he covered his house in these big balloons. And his, and oh. his little friend, who was a, um, a, a scout and wanted you know, to see the world as well, came with him. And the wind was so strong, it lifted the house up and carried mm-hmm. it to a to a new land and they discovered mm-hmm. and they found a dog that could speak but first a woman had to be brutally murdered mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah just to really make you feel the story they had to kill someone just yeah. real savagely yeah yeah mm-hmm. do you think that mm-hmm. the wind is to blame for that murder i don't but i think the wind healed his soul in a way that the child uh-huh. and the dog couldn't right mm-hmm. so in that way wind is so powerful on so many yeah, levels. Yeah, wind is very powerful. It's healing. Mm. It's it's healing both us and the world. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. So many beautiful and, messages this mm-hmm. week. Beautiful, beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. There is also some people say they're concerned about birds hitting the wind turbines. This yep, that's true. Happens. The birds are in the skies. The turbine turbines are in the skies. It's only logical uh-huh. that the birds hit the turbines. Uh huh. Yes. But also, they don't hit them that often. Um, no, they're they they're good they... at avoiding, like, they, they don't hit them that often. Um, actually, mm-hmm. um, if you're worried about birds, like, if you're truly worried about birds, um, the issue is outdoor cats. <laughs> um, I saw, yeah. like, statistics recently where outdoor cats are killing, like, like, I can't remember the statistic, but it's like a hundred times more birds than wind turbines. So yeah. we, I, I feel like people often use that, like, oh, it's killing birds as a reason to be like, fuck yeah. wind energy. But like, it's not killing that many birds. And no, it's a, it's big and it creates a breeze. Inside. It would gust the birds away from the wind turbines. Mm. Um, I think it would like, you know, like a jet turbine, how it sucks in the superheroes. Oh yeah, it'd be a little suction, but I'm trying to, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to push it away because also I bet you planes kill way more birds than wind turbines. You know how many like flocks of Canada geese get sucked into mm. jet engines every mm. single month? Mm, yeah, true. And like glass yeah. buildings, like birds fly into glass windows a lot, like there are many yeah. things that are killing birds, all of which we could be concerned about. And, and wind hunters. turbines. Yeah. Yeah. Wind turbines yeah. is low on the list. This, the um, moral of the story is birds are going to die. Let's build some fucking wind turbines. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Birds die. It's part of the circle of life. Yeah. People are also like, wind farms are ugly. 
to which you can respond, you're ugly. Um, no, <laughs> that what you can respond is that like, no, you okay, can respond like that. <laughs> yeah, you just like, you're ugly. Um, which, which I don't know, like just respond like, have you seen like uh, tar sands or, or you could respond like, you'll get used to it. Like, can you imagine the first time that a gas station popped up in the middle of town? People were probably like, what the fuck is this gross, like, oily pump thing? It's very ugly, and it's ruining the uh, Mm. look of our beautiful, quaint little village. And then everyone got Mm. used to it, and now nobody complains about gas stations. And they're ugly. So you'll get used to wind turbines, and you should just learn to appreciate the beauty in them. They're actually very elegant. Yeah. I actually have several points to this. Where I used to sit, where I used to live, I could see it like a wind farm. I don't know if that's what they're called, but there was a bunch of wind turbines, and it was actually quite peaceful just to sit at my office desk and and stare at the wind turbines. It was quite peaceful. Number two, you can paint wind turbines. They don't have to be big and white. You could paint them some, like, pretty. You could make, like, those Dutch ones where they're made out of wood. That's pretty dope. Number three, (laughs) when you said Tarzans are ugly, I thought you meant Tarzan. I thought you said oh, the word Tarzan, no. and I thought you were making a point about how the colonialism in that movie is disgusting, but you weren't. <laughs> no, I said tar sands, oil sands. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the colonialism in the movie Tarzan is also gross. Yes, that's true. But Tarzan himself is not ugly. No, but he's part of the problem, not the solution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those are my thoughts on wind. Wind is actually um, the best source in terms of carbon outputs. It's the lowest one. It's the, it's the cleanest of the oh, cleanest. Nice. Good job, Wind. And another thing about um, electric cars that people might consider is that if, if you, you put a wind turbine on the back of them, it'd probably be cheaper to <laughs> power them. <laughs> Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> interesting <laughs> probably illegal <laughs> um, you're not killing um, birds you're killing pedestrians <laughs> yeah and dangerous <laughs> no what I was going to say is that if you have an electric car that's really great um, but if you plug your electric mm-hmm. car into outlets in places yep. where all the energy is coming from fossil fuels then like okay yeah. We gotta, we gotta overhaul the you whole thing. You played yourself. <laughs> you played yourself there. So we yeah. really gotta overhaul the whole, the whole thing so that it's all renewable. Because yeah, because yeah. either you're paying for gas or you're paying your hydro company for the energy you're using yeah. to charge your car. Like that's yeah. you're you you're fucked either way. And like most countries now have a more like diversified um like energy source like pie chart like they're always representing them in these pie charts and they're like we're 50 percent coal but 20 percent wind like whatever so like if you are charging it from your electricity <laughs> like probably some of it a large austrian man who's powering the, <laughs> the planet with farts he's just running 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 powering that's the second power. episode in the row where we referenced a large fat man powering something via farts really <laughs> yeah i think it's it's a problem okay well i think it's you mm. Um, oh, it is. problem, for sure. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant I'm the fat man. Oh, no, you're the skinniest person I've ever seen. Um, it's true, when I'm sideways, I'm technically invisible to the human yeah, eye. Yeah, it's a trick that comes in handy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so lots of lots of um, lots of countries have like pretty diverse energy profiles now, and they're like slowly transitioning into renewable energy. But obviously, we're still heavily reliant on fossil fuels, which is an issue. So the last one I just want to talk about here is geothermal energy, which you might not have heard of, um, but it's pretty cool. It's um, they like are able to harness is it when heat we use gen- the heat of geologists to power things. Yeah, because all geologists are really hot. Well, not hot, sweaty. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You wanted to compliment them. I wanted to insult the raw people. Okay, that's fine, but geology is cool. Um, I'm starting beef with both the rock scientists and the dirt scientists today. Yeah, you're really trying to isolate yourself. Yeah. So geothermal energy, they're able to harness the heat that is like generated in the subsurface of the earth, and then that heat is like carried to the surface by water and steam. Um, and so it's really good because it's not dependent on the weather at all, and it has a really high capacity. Um, it's really big in Iceland, which, like, makes a lot of sense to me when I think yeah. about Iceland. I'm like, oh, yeah, that would yeah. be... They get, like, I think it was something like 80% of their energy this way. Um, so oh, that's wow. Really good. good for them. Yeah. They got yeah. a lot of geothermal activity going on up there. Yeah. When you said it makes sense it's, uh, that the Icelandics are doing it, I thought you just meant because, like, it's a weird type of energy that I haven't really heard much about so it makes sense those groovy little yeah. <laughs> Scandinavians are doing it groovy yeah did you know that Greenland is farther south north east and west than Iceland farther south north east and west than Iceland yeah oh wow because it like curves around the mainland around? of Greenland yeah because it like curves around but the mainland of Greenland is to the west west it yeah. stretches south it is mostly north, and then uh-huh. a piece of it stretches farther west than Iceland is. Farther east. Yeah, sorry, farther east. Yeah, so oh, wow. it's in all four directions farther than Iceland. That's really cool. Yeah. It also has way more ice, but everyone knows that. Yeah, I know. That's a funny fact, though. Yeah. That they got to Iceland, they were like, whoa, ice, we'll call it Iceland. <laughs> and then they got and then to they Greenland, got the and they were like, ah, oh, fuck. Trick them. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to go into our break now. Uh, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll see you shortly. Okay. During the break, I'm going to run to your house, and I'm going to look at you while you listen to this episode, and that's why I'll see you shortly. Oh, creepy. Yeah, I know. It's real spooky. Also, I have to know who's listening when. It's, right. It's a real effort. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the break. This is the first time the break has ever been used, I think. It's very exciting. It's like yeah. when they first figured they could snap a Kit Kat in half. Finally, the break will be used. <laughs> have a break. Have a Kit Kat. The, the break, break isn't a sponsor for Kit Kats, actually. We have a different... We have an ad we're going to play from our friends <gasps> at Tepid Topics. Yay! Hey. Our first ad. How exciting. Our first ad. Yeah. Um, Tepid Topics is a great podcast where they pick different topics each episode and teach each other about it. It's hosted by mm-hmm. Liam, Mikey, and Dickie. And I've talked to Liam and Mikey. I haven't spoken to Dickie yet, though. Mm, interesting. I think he's very busy. And they're from England, and you know what that means if he's very busy. What? He's probably a wizard. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I sure. think he's a wizard. I think that's why I haven't heard from him yet. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. I hear that's what most of them do over there. They're into mm-hmm. wizardry. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. probably what Dickie does. Enjoy the ad from our friend at Tepic Topics, and be sure to give them a listen. They have an episode about tardigrads. It's pretty dope. Yeah, that is dope. 
Stephen Fry described it as the podcast of the century. The Queen described it as not as bad as she thought it was going to be. Do you like subjects? Do you like lukewarm things? Then Tepid Topics is the podcast for you. Join Michael, William and Dickie on a tidal wave of philosophical debate. Answering life's unanswerable questions. Does cheese make your penis grow? Does capitalism affect the weather? And is Donald Trump really all that bad? Join us now or risk looking like a loser when people talk about it down the pub. Tepid Topics. Let's go a bit deeper. Hello and welcome back from the break. I'm at your window. Ah! Hey there. Scary! Now, what's interesting is if you're listening to this, you know, in the comfort of your own home, avoiding, you know, staying inside, staying safe, that's great. I can be at your window. A lot of people listen to podcasts driving. I don't know how I'm going to work that one. Hmm. You got to get one of them wind turbine cars to keep up. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You look out your window. I'm next to you at my new wind turbine car. just staring you down. Just being propelled propelled alongside you. Yeah. It's very dangerous. Please, please speed up. I don't want to hit you. Yeah. Yeah, don't swerve. Keep your eyes on the road mm. and uh, drive safe. Um, yeah. We the should message. say that in episodes now. <laughs> drive safe. Drive safe. Um, <laughs> drive safe. This that. has been the Doctor the Dumbass. We love you. Drive safe. Aw, that's, that's nice. how we end episodes now. Yeah. Uh, save me from having to speak. Tell me okay. about another renewable energy source. I'll speak. I'll speak now. Or forever hold my peace about hydropower. What's weird is Regan says this each time before she speaks on the podcast. I've been cutting it out. She goes, I will speak now or forever hold my peace. And then she just talks about Redwoods for a while. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, here I go. Hydropower. Um, Probably most people are familiar with hydropower. It's basically dams. Um, so they, they build, they build these crazy big, uh, things in the rivers, as you've seen, um, Mm -hmm. and it, uh, captures the water. So the water flows in and like spins turbines inside of the dams and that's how they capture energy from it. Um, and it's like a clean fuel source, obviously, because the water is renewed, it's renewable, um, from rainfall and snow and stuff. Um, but obviously it's like pretty disruptive. Like you can just put a gigantic dam in the middle of a river and think that like the river ecosystem is just going to be like, ah, cool. Yeah. A dam. I know what to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, you fuck that river. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely disrupts the ecosystems, harms wildlife. Um, it also like forces people out. Like apparently the three gorges dam, um, displaced like over 1 million people and flooded hundreds of villages. Um, so it's, it's not great in that sense. Um, one of the big things is that the dams prevent salmon from swimming upstream to spawn. So I don't know if you're familiar, mm-hmm. um, but salmon like swim down, downstream to, to feed and then they swim back upstream like against the current um, in order to spawn. And so if you put a dam in their way, then they can't get back to their um, historic spawning grounds and they get all confused um, and then their populations start crashing. Yeah. Salmon famously can climb waterfalls because they've like naturally adapted to that. But weirdly, if you put a big mechanical dam in their way, they don't know how to do that one. Yeah, <laughs> they're and like, not naturally acclimated to that part. 
no there's no adaptation for that there's no gene for that um yeah so they well they do like sometimes put fish ladders in the dams which is like little areas where there's no dam and they they're like able to swim upstream but that's like obviously not a replacement for no dam because there's Mm -hmm. a lot of fucking salmon (laughs) yeah Um, there's a lot of salmon in line for that ladder mm -hmm. yeah um so in the columbia river basin um in like the Pacific Northwest in the United States, um, salmon mm. and steelhead have lost access to about forty percent of their historic habitat due to dams. Um, so that's not great. Um, yeah, and is. like all renewable energy sources, it's not totally carbon neutral. So there's like decaying organic matter that gets trapped in the reservoirs, and that releases methane, um, which is a greenhouse gas. Um, mm. So it's like definitely not. Um, 100% ideal. It definitely disrupts the ecosystems and things like that. But it is fully renewable. Um, and so we can make, like, smaller dams or harness power from, like, existing water flows. Like, figure out different ways of harnessing the power of, like, rushing water without, like, damming up the whole thing. Um, there's also a really big project right now to take down. Because, like, hydropower got, like, super big um, in, like the 1900s basically like that whole century um and so they built like a lot of dams but a lot of them are no longer in use so they're like no longer functional um and so there's like a big project to like try and take down all these dams um in order to restore the river ecosystems in those areas Uh and there are some success stories out there about that um and you should check out the uh documentary damnation um from patagonia because it does a really good job of explaining all of this. What a fun title, those people at Patagonia. So fun, damn nation. They do such good work. They do. Um, Hippies love some Patagonia shit, man. Yeah, they really do. Yeah, so that's hydropower. Mostly, it's a clean energy source, but it's fucking up the rivers real bad. Yeah, this isn't a birds avoid the turbines. This is a the fish have real problems here. Yeah, there's already so many salmon problems. Um, especially there's like a lot of like indigenous um, groups that rely really heavily on the salmon populations in those areas where they've been damming them all up especially like in the pacific northwest and california and stuff and then they they just fucked them over oh there are places in like alaska and bc where salmon populations have plummeted yeah in the rivers and the indigenous people are like running out of food yeah it's bad yeah it's bad very bad um and to clarify Declan's earlier point, they're built by humans, not by beavers. Beaver dams are the ones that are mud and sticks. Yeah, but it'd be real weird if, like, one was made by a beaver. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, or, like, you just showed up to work one day <laughs> to build the dam, and a beaver just saddled up next to you with, like, some mud and stuff, and you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess, you He's know. helping. Yeah, diversity in the workforce is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pay beavers That's not equal a joke wage. In the workforce is good, but maybe we shouldn't hire beavers yet. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing field work recently. I'm studying a wetland plant. Just uh, like mm-hmm. a couple of days with my lab mate, and um, we were out in the canoes and we were paddling around, and we saw like several beaver dams. We also saw a beaver swimming around, um, and that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Um, here, here's two things I would like to say about that. Did you know that beavers create like? these like pathways basically 
So if you're looking at like the vegetation that's growing like in sort of the wetland areas, like on the edges of lakes before you like get into like the actual shore, you can find mm-hmm. like these like pathways that is, are just like open water, like through the vegetation that the beavers, it's like beaver trails because that's the pathway they always take to like get out into the forest and get some twigs to bring back. Um, and so there's like all of these beaver trails and the like ground underneath, like um, the people I was working with, they would sometimes get out of the canoe in their waders and be like walking, like trying to collect stuff from plants. But if you step in the beaver trail, it's like much deeper and you like go plunging into the um, substrate. So it was pretty funny to see that. Um, and I didn't know the beavers oh, that did that. Cool. Yeah. And oh, second cool. thing about a beaver dam uh, it smells so bad. I don't know if you've ever been like really close oh, to a beaver dam. Oh, of course it does. It's probably so <laughs> rank. It's old mud and shit. Yeah. We like paddled really close to one. I was like, Jesus, this smells awful. And also because they're like they can be years and years old and like get passed down to like mm-hmm. other beavers, and so they're just like very old. Yeah. Like especially the really big ones. Stinky, stinky, stinky. Yeah, beaver dams actually smell normal. Your lab mate was lying to you. They'd just done a big fart. No, it smelled like They'd the mud from the bottom fart. of the lake. <laughs> I know this lab mate, and they did a dirty fart. No, it was mud from the bottom of the lake. No. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I have to say about dams. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, the next type of energy is bioenergy. Are you familiar with this? I'm aware that you're a biologist past that amount. Okay, that's not related. Um, so bioenergy is burning biomass. Um, so it's basically derived from any types of organic matter, like wood or crops or organic waste. Um, and you can use it in like liquid form, like biofuels, or it can be biogases, or it can just be solids. Like if you're just like burning wood, then that's mm-hmm. um, bioenergy. Um, mm-hmm. It's really big in Europe. Um, as part of their like energy it's the new portfolio, dance craze. it's real big in Europe. <laughs> I've heard it's big in Europe. I don't know. I don't know if it's here yet. It's what but, they're doing yeah. in Milan this summer, actually. Yeah, that's what I've heard. So. Mm-hmm. The um, Pope's into it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's better than fossil fuels because it's like um, like recent like uh, biomass instead of like stuff mm-hmm. that's been fossilized under the surface of the earth that you got to dig up. Um, but you're still burning stuff, so it's still emitting CO2. Um, so it, it has the high, like, highest emissions out of any of these renewable um, energy sources. Cool. Um, and it's mostly used for heat because it's not super efficient for electricity or transportation fuel, but they are trying to use it for that type of stuff um, either. And like, yeah, it's, it's like obviously not great because like it's re- like wood is renewable, but only if we like plant the trees back after we like cut them down, which mostly we sometimes don't. Um, yeah. And like, in Compared order to, to like sun get crops, and wind, I'm gonna say there's less trees than those yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're using like crops, then you gotta like convert land into agriculture, um, for that to work, which is like also not great because then you're changing the natural ecosystem in the area. So it's definitely um probably the the least good of the re- renewable energies, but everything's better than fossil fuels. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But if we're trying to transition into a more renewable, um, like, energy portfolio, like, across the world, then we should probably be focusing on some of the better ones. Yeah, if it's closer to carbon neutral than the horse shit we're dealing with now, it's definitely mm-hmm. better. Yeah. And so the last one I've got, um, it's kind of the spiciest. It's nuclear energy. 
feel like there's a lot of misinformation, oh. misunderstanding about nuclear energy. Um, yeah, I've written so a nuclear paper on energy. this. I've got no fucking idea what okay. it is. Yeah, okay, cool. So that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah, so nuclear energy, it's, it's not te- technically a renewable energy because you're not, like, using um some like source like you're it's you're not like mm. taking energy from something um it's it's you're harnessing energy from like splitting atoms so you have to get like a nuclear reactor you got to use physics you know and you split the atoms sure and then you're able mm. to harness the energy from them um God, you're <laughs> such a physicist yeah i'm really good at physics yeah. i don't you understand really how this works yeah i don't know how it works but they're splitting atoms harnessing the energy from them um, and they started no using this in the sixties. Next to another atom, right? They have to be split up. Yeah. Um, and so, ten percent of the world's energy is from um, nuclear power, and there's uh, over four hundred nuclear reactors in the world. Um, oh. So it's like a lot of nuclear reactors, but like not that many, when, considering that it's ten percent of the world's energy. So they produce like a lot of energy. Yeah, I've heard they don't work well if you hit them with a tsunami. Other than that, I've got no information mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. But very few things, to be honest with you, work after you hit them with a tsunami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty much end game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are uh, actually nineteen reactors in Canada. Um, most of them being Wait, in really? Ontario. Yep. <laughs> there oh, are eighteen wow. nuclear reactors in Ontario. Oh. Yep. News to me. Yeah, Why apparently there's a bunch for? of them, like, out on Bruce Peninsula. I don't know that, but... Yeah, 15% of Canada's energy is nuclear. Hmm. Surprising to me, That's but nice. Yeah. Um, so it's really low carbon. Um, there's no greenhouse gases emitted um, during operation. It produces about the same amount of emissions per unit of electricity as wind, and it uh, about a third of the emissions of solar so it's it's more energy efficient than solar it, or it produces less carbon than solar oh um, that's good yeah so if we're ranking them so far um the worst one was bioenergy and then solar mm-hmm. and then geothermal then hydro and then nuclear and then wind oh, but nice. so like wind is the best yeah but, but like the good. yeah the last like four um are all like very very low compared to coal and natural gas and compared to bioenergy yeah this is just compared to each other compared yes, to the exactly. bad ones then yeah. they're all doing a lot better yeah exactly yeah i'll post the um bar graph on our website but you can see that coal oh, is very tall maybe we can we can tweet it too we don't tweet much yeah that's true my call tweeting mm-hmm. um yeah so the nuclear energy is like pretty good uh pretty carbon neutral um energy efficient produces lots of energy it's reliable you know you're not relying on the weather or anything um obviously people have concerns about nuclear energy the radiation um the amount of radiation produced by nuclear power plants is like totally fine um like i was reading like on a nuclear power website um but they Mm -hmm. were being like everything is radioactive um if you build um, buildings out of granite that contains uranium granite buildings are radioactive every time you walk by a granite building you're exposed people are radioactive they were like mm-hmm. if you sleep next to someone every night that's more radioactivity than living near a nuclear power plant like <laughs> it's basically just like there's not so an, any radiation to be concerned about Save yourselves. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> 
be single and live near a nuclear power plant. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> so it is a little now. biased coming from the nuclear power plants website. It's yeah. like when the oil people were like, we don't have ruptures anymore. It's a little biased. Yeah. But yeah. also, you sleep next to your phone every night, and that's giving off radiation. Your phone's like an okay. inch away from your face, and I fucking know oh. it is. And the number of people who just leave their laptops right on their crotch, those are the people saying <laughs> their power plants give off radiation. Mm, yeah, nah, you're fine. Yeah, so it's it's not it's not nearly enough to cause cancer or anything like that. Um, yeah. uh, like when it's just like operating as normal. Obviously, on rare occasions, very bad things happen, um, such as Chernobyl in 1986. Right. Um, Chernobyl, um, they had an accident at the nuclear power plant, and um, I'd call things... it one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it was an accident. accident. <laughs> and I think they 28, 28 people were killed um, from, like, massive dose of radiation, basically, but it was, like, so much more radiation that is emitted from, like, a regularly functioning power plant, um, they, and they were exposed to this, like, within minutes, and so it was, it was wild, um, but the problem was also pretty mismanaged because they were so certain that, like, the nuclear power was, like, safe and reliable that when things started malfunctioning, they were like, oh, no, that must be wrong. Like, and, like they all just, like, kind of downplayed it. Um, and then, obviously, the worst happened. Yeah. Um, so it was pretty mismanaged. Um, apparently, there was, like, contaminated food that was let out. And so then, like, people from the surrounding area, like, have also had, like longer lasting health problems particularly mm-hmm. thyroid problems um in nearby residents but even still like apparently that's only killed like 15 more people um since the event in 1986 um and air pollution from coal kills 80 people an hour in china so like yes oh. bad things happen accidents happen that was in 1986 they've like cleaned up uh, they've like figured out a lot of stuff like these types of accidents are not going to happen anymore also if they yeah. do hopefully they'd address them instead of pretending they're not happening um so yeah it's, maybe it's, trust the gear this time yeah it's really very yeah. safe mm-hmm. it's a bit of an eyesore but you know it's like the wind turbines you just got to get used to it <laughs> oh i thought a... you meant chernobyl <laughs> no <laughs> Chernobyl, it's a bit of an eyesore, but we move on. You just no. look out the other window. Power plants. We're nuclear That's what nuclear we power plants are a bit of an eyesore, but most things are. Mm. There's a nuclear power plant like right on the coast in California, and it just looks mm. like two gigantic boobs just like blocking your view of the ocean, and it's just like, why did you put this here? So think about that. Instead of thinking about it as, you know, like a radiation factory, just think about big boobs. You're fine. Yeah. Like, the whole yeah. Southern California coast, they're like, we're going to make this pure beach. We're going to destroy all the dunes and just make it beach, and it's going to be so beautiful and beachy, and everyone's going to want to come here. And then in the middle, they were just like, let's put this nuclear power plant. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? Right here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Also, when it rains in Los Angeles, their sewage plants uh, flood and fill up, and um, their failsafe is to flood Venice Beach with shit. That's disgusting. Yeah, all the water and around Venice gets filled with shit. Also, if we want to talk about sensationalism, not as many people have died from Chernobyl as died one hour in China from air pollution, Uh but Chernobyl's the big issue because of humans' obsession with sensationalized catastrophes when really the ongoing catastrophes are way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one more thing I wanted to say about that power plant in California is that it's mm-hmm. right next to this. I have everything like, you've said so far is great. 
I have like Scientific. major. It looks like boobs. I have like major beef about this. There's like this state park, like right next to it, and this state park is like mm-hmm. a campground. It's so shitty. The campsites are between the railway tracks and the like 101, like main highway running down the coast, and it's like literally a parking lot. Like you drive along, and there's it's just like mm-hmm. a road, and then there's like site, 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 site. It's just a parking lot. There's like patches of grass. You're like two inches from your neighbor. There's like probably. A 100 or 200 campsites you're between the railway tracks and the highway so you're not even on the ocean at the end of it is the nuclear power plant and they have the damn audacity to charge 45 american dollars a night to pitch your damn tent there and it is the bane of my existence what a bunch of assholes i know i get so angry state park and it's so popular. I'll go there in July. They're like, oh, all our sites are sold out. I'm like, what kind of operation are you running here? <laughs> What's happening? Like what am I front. missing? <laughs> so weird. Yeah, that sounds bad. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. I just wanted to complain about that. It's not important. <laughs> Let's move on. No, it, it, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's worth the complaint. Yeah. Um, so that's basically all of my um. Hey, bada boom, bada bang. It's just like I had one more thing Okay. To say. Do you have a fun fact? I'll save it, yeah. That's fair. Okay. Um, welcome to the segment, which is once again a game. Hmm. Um, I feel like the games are the best. I this like game is called Renewable Energy. One truth, one lie. Okay. <laughs> I, I have two things. One's true, one's a lie. Okay. No, there's four rounds. In each yeah. round, you'll be given two weird uses of people trying out a, a new idea of renewable energy. And one will be true and one will be a lie. You'll okay. get it as we go. Okay. It's pretty simple. Cool. I've named each round. The first round is called poop. Gross. One of these is true. One is a lie. Right. Some places are using the methane from human waste in place of natural gas, and, and it's becoming a popular process. The largest system like this is in Washington, D.C., which makes sense. They generate a lot of shit there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and the second one that's either true or a lie is that in Vienna, Austria, and Wiesbaden, Germany... They have both tried to start installing um, hydroelectric dams in their expansive sewage systems. Hmm. Okay. Ew. One is true, one is a lie. <laughs> yeah, That's both not... are pretty gross. I want to say the DC one is true. You're saying DC is true? Uh-huh. That's very true. Good work. Yes. I. You know how I guessed? Yeah, how'd you guess? Because you definitely chose that German town name just so that you could, like, say the German word. <laughs> I do love German words. Wiesbaden. Yeah. It's one of the more fun towns to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good work. Thank you. Uh, you got a point, I guess. There's Yay. four rounds, so I guess you have to win three to win. Huh. Or be fine. tied. I thought 50% uh, was pass. Round two is called Gross Humans. Okay. Using a system of pipes, water, and pumps, the Mall of America in Minneapolis heats its buildings f- using human body heat of their own customers. Ew. <laughs> the next one is that Golden Corral Gym in Arizona has small funnels in the seats of their exercise equipment. These funnels collect sweat to generate electricity to help power their own machines. Ew. One of these is true, one is a lie. Which is it? I think the Mall of America is true. 
you think that they're somehow collecting the heat of their own customers. No, none of the other one doesn't make any sense. Pumps. How would sweat make energies? Like a little dam, you like power it. It powers the electricity. I you, look. You can't ask questions about the true ones or the false ones because I don't have the scientific knowledge to back any of it up. I read a fact okay. on the internet. Which okay. one do you think is a lie? I've said I think that the Mall of America is true. That's stupid. Then you are correct. Ha! <laughs> you tried to dissuade me. Yeah, I named the gym in Arizona Golden Corral Gym. Golden Corral is a Chinese buffet restaurant. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, I what's didn't pick up on the that. Gym? Golden Corral. Yeah. Hmm. Round Beautiful. three is called Firepower. Okay. The Madrid Zoo Aquarium, which is actually was that was that Madrid. The Madrid Zoo Aquarium oh, okay. Okay. burns the animals' fecal matter to heat the aquarium tanks. This process began in 2016 and took some early guesswork as a purple kenku boiled to death, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. Or the Redditch Crematorium in Worcestershire uses the heat from their furnaces to heat the local pool. <laughs> if you're unaware like of what a fur- crematorium is, yeah. they burn bodies there. Yeah. Right. So the furnaces used to burn bodies... Mm-hmm. Also heats the pool. Yeah, heats the local swimming pool. Okay. I think the zoo aquarium one is true. You're wrong. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait, how would... Okay. Yeah, the I guess the Redditch crematorium in Worcestershire, which is the hardest word to say, um, yeah. is near a local pool and they heat it. That's disgusting. Where is Worcestershire? Yeah. It's in England. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you'll notice that the fish that I said died in the aquarium that it boiled mm-hmm. to death. Mm-hmm. It was called a purple kenku. A kenku is a race of species in Dungeons and Dragons. I didn't feel like googling a fish name, so I just used it to do the D race, knowing you wouldn't know what it is. I'm angry. Mm-hmm. We're into round four. Okay. You need to win this to outright win the game. Okay. This round is called piss or protein. Okay. Researchers in South Africa have found that cells in jellyfish tendrils, when mixed with chemicals found in human urine and then heated, can create a photoelectric effect. Okay. Or, researchers in Sweden have found that certain jellyfish protein cells can create photovoltaic cells when combined with the right technology. Those were the same. Uh, can I hear them again, please? Sure. Researchers in South Africa have found that cells in jellyfish tendrils, when mixed with chemicals found in human urine and heated, can create a photoelectric effect. Mm-hmm. Researchers in Sweden have found that certain jellyfish protein cells can create a photovoltaic cells when combined with the right technology. Yeah. Okay. I think the first one, South Africa, is true. Uh, Sweden is correct. South Africa is wrong. Okay, that Sweden one didn't make any sense. What do you mean by protein cells? Proteins are within cells. You can't have a protein cell. It's not a thing. I'm angry. I just I read a fact on the internet. I sent you the link to these facts so you can post them on the website and Fine. people can read them for themselves. Fine. I'm angry. Um, I had to look up what a photoelectric effect was because yeah. the Sweden fact used photovoltaic. And I was uh-huh. like, I got to use a fancy word or Rigan's going to know I'm lying. Yeah. 
photovoltaic cells are like the solar panels, the cells in yeah, solar panels. Yeah, that's what I found yeah. out. I actually had to do some friggin' research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Well, you didn't oh, well. win, which is my only goal in life. Yeah, but I got 50%, so I passed. So actually, I did a good job. Uh, Regan Cross is never considered 50% doing good. That's a good job in my books, in the, your weird-ass fucking quiz. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. Tell yourself whatever you need to sleep at night. Hmm, yeah. Hey, hey bada-boom, that's the segment. Fuck off. Okay. Um, welcome to the conclusion where Regan, I believe, is furiously Googling the links that I sent her with these facts. No, so I'm going to do it later. Okay, maybe she's checking the results of a certain large vote that's happening that we're both keeping an eye on as we record this. No, I'm trying to ignore it for an hour of peaceful bliss. Oh, I keep checking while you're talking. Oh, God. No change. Um, aren't you glad you're listening to this? knowing that you don't have to fucking pay attention to this thing that we're paying attention to anymore. It must be so nice for you. I mean, who even knows if it's going to be settled by the time we release this episode? Oh, it comes out in two weeks. I hope it is. It's going to be anarchy. It who will knows? be anarchy. Yeah. Scary. At least we can, we can, hopefully we'll no longer be able to do the segment Tweets by No One in particular, in which we roast the person who's hopefully going to be deposed. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Let's yeah, not talk about it anymore. My blood pressure is going up. Yeah, we don't like to get political on this show. No. <laughs> um, welcome to the conclusion. You can still tweet your weird questions at us at Doc and Dumb Pod or email them to us at um, Doctor and Dumbass Pod at gmail.com. You can visit our lovely website, the Doctor and the Dumbass.squarespace.com. Um, and you can come to my house and give me a hug if you're oh. in my bubble, but only if you're in my bubble. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. Hello to our listeners in England. We've had a few recently. Um, how's it going over there? We hear you guys are gonna shut down again. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It's rough. Bad times. Yeah, we're we're with you. We believe in you. Yeah. Hello to our one listener in Belgium. How'd you find us? What? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, weird. <laughs> yeah, I think that's our episode. Oh, Regan, do you have yeah. a, a fun fact? Well, I do. Just have one quick thing I wanted to share. Um, and then that's the, um, so like, obviously yeah, we've been, we, t- we talked a lot about, uh, non-renewable energies last episode, this episode mm-hmm. we're doing renewable energies. It's a big contentious issue. There's a lot of politics, economics, whatever wrapped up in it. Um, yeah. it's very difficult to reckon with. Um, but, but I just wanted to point out there's like a Canadian group called iron and earth that have just sort of formed like during the pandemic. Um, and they're calling for like an investment from the government. So like this group is made of fossil fuel workers, but they are calling for the government to invest um, in retraining them into green energy jobs so that they can like transition their like skills into green energy. And they've got like four pillars of their platform and it's all like very well researched and they have a petition and everything. Um, and so I think it's like, it was just like kind of nice to see that like there was like all of these like hundreds of fossil fuel workers that are being like, yeah, we like need to transition into green energy, but like we still need jobs, like retrain us, like we want to do it, like let's oh my God, transition awesome. the economy. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, I think that's one of the issues that probably isn't focused on as much as much as it is like making money is that non-renewable energy does provide a lot of jobs. That's awesome that they want to be trained to, to move over. Yeah. We will definitely tweet that link so people can see it. Yeah. thought it yeah, was cool. Nice. Cool. Yeah. That was a great fun fact. Thank you for listening to the show. We love you. Drive safe.
And as always, I'm Regan. And I'm Declan. And I'm not a doctor. But I'm a dumbass. Oh my god. Have a good have a good two weeks. Jesus. Drive safe. Bye. The podcast is over. Please leave.